Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the ball National League. Deals the two-one pitch and Votto hammers it deep right field. This one is gone. Another grand slam. American League. Judge hammers out into center field. Inciarte racing back. Looking up and that ball is gone. America's pastime. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Major League Baseball. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Welcome to Off the Foul Pole with Travis Anderson and Carter Sipkins on the Drive Time Sports Podcast Network. Welcome in to the first ever episode of Off the Foul Pole right here on the Drive Time Sports Podcast Network. I am Travis Anderson. Joining me each week and as always, haven't been in the studio forever, Carter Simpkins. What's up, Travis? Good to be back, buddy. It's good to be back. So each week we're going to bring you uh, this podcast on the Dry Time Sports uh, Podcast Network. We get to cover everything Major League Baseball. So excited to bring you the first ever episode. And Carter, uh, Major League Baseball, the season's going to start here in about 15 days, 16 days. So exciting times for uh, a lot of teams. Actually, about two weeks from today, I think. There's games, uh, yeah, two weeks from this Thursday. Or from tomorrow, I guess. So we got to jump, you know, yeah, right into uh, what's happened in the off season, and that's Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper finally has a new team going over to the you know division rival Philadelphia Phillies, and he got a huge contract, thirteen years, three hundred thirty million dollars. No trades, no opt out. So, Carter, I want to get your take, uh, your feelings on that contract because you know, the no trade, no opt out, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I was I was a little surprised by that. Um, it seems like he had a lot of interest from some other teams. The Dodgers we'll talk about here in a second. But I guess uh, he was looking for a long-term home, didn't want to be traded, wanted to find one city to live in for the rest of his career. So I guess he got what he was looking for. I was a little surprised about the no trade, and especially no opt-out, especially for a contract that long. But hard to pass up. $330 million for 13 years. And you talked about it. He wanted to be in a position to be stable where he didn't have to worry about another contract moving to another city four or five years down the road. So he takes the no-trade, no-opt-out contract from Philadelphia, settled in. So now Philly fans uh, can get 13 years, you know, of Bryce Harper. And hopefully, you know, in a couple years, another guy that's playing with the Anaheim Angels, uh, that's Mike Trout, uh, teaming him up with Bryce Harper. They're really good friends. And Bryce Harper's already started the you know the chit chat to try to recruit him. Yeah, uh, Mike Trout is a season ticket holder for the Philadelphia Phillies. He's a big time Philly sports fan. That's no secret. I know the Angels aren't happy about we're talking so much about uh, Trout ending up with the Phillies in a couple of years, but that's the world we live in. It's their social media players are talking. It happens all the time in the NBA. I don't have a problem with it. I think it'd be cool to see them two on the same team, but we'll see what happens. You talked about the contracts that he turned down. Well, let's look at those contracts. Washington offered him 10 years at $300 million, and the Dodgers offered him a short-term you know, deal at four years, $180 million contract. 
I thought Carter that he would, you know, look hard and eventually take that Dodger contract at four for one eighty just because he's from Vegas. You know, Los Angeles is close. He's a huge Los Angeles Laker guy. He's a California guy. He likes that environment and I thought he could feed off that marketing wise. He didn't he he went with the Phillies who came in with that, you know, thirteen years, three hundred thirty million dollar contract with the no trade, no opt out instead of the short term deal. And to me that almost seems like he is a little bit worried about his decline. We've seen a slight decline, especially last year in his batting average. He slumped big time at the first of the year. I don't know if he feels like locking up a long-term deal is best for him financially in the long term. Maybe he signs a four-year contract with the Dodgers, and that's a that would have been the highest average or season average at $45 million a year if he'd signed that contract. But who knows, maybe after four years, if he kept on declining, the market for him wouldn't be as high and he possibly wouldn't sign a long-term deal at that point. I thought he would have signed with the Dodgers too, being from Vegas and that much money. And then you have a, a chance to prove yourself and even get more money in four years from now. But hey, he seems to be happy in Philly. 13 years, he's going to be there the rest of his career. He can only hope that they can build around him, that they can win. They've proven to, they want to spend money and they want to be winners and they have won in the past. So, And Bryce has really played well uh, at the Phillies stadium, whatever it's called. Uh, I can't think of the name of their stadium right now, but I looked at his stats the other Citizens, day. Uh, yeah, Citizens Bank Ballpark. He's really played well there. He has a, a lot of home runs, a high batting average. So I'm sure he took that into play. It's got a short right field porch where he can hit home runs. So I think he looked at all of that and considering everything, he probably made the right choice. I was a little bit surprised, but probably made the right choice. Bryce Harper, who has an MVP under his belt, along with the rookie of the year last year, 34 home runs, 100 RBIs, batted 249 for his career, 184 home runs, career-wise batting 279. Last year, his wins above replacement, his war was 1.3, career-wise at a 27.4. So let's look at the impact, uh, Carter, that it's going to have on the Washington Nationals. Nationals watched their franchise star Bryce Harper head to the Philadelphia Phillies, like we just talked about in free agency. But the Nats, uh, they're going to be a team that's going to be in the mix again in 2019, looking to make their sixth postseason appearance in nine years. Uh, the Harper led roster it features some studs you got Juan Soto Victor Robles and the offseason they uh, acquire Patrick Corbin along with Anibal Sanchez Brian Dozer so is this the the year that the Nationals finally get over the hump and win their uh, first pennant in, in you know franchise history so let's take a closer look Carter at, at the lineup so this is the probable lineup for the Washington Nationals moving forward batting leadoff would be Adam Eaton who's going to be in right field Trey Turner is going to be your shortstop, batting two. Anthony Rendon is going to uh, be three. Uh, third baseman Juan Soto is going to be your cleanup guy uh, in the left field. Brian Dozer is going to be your second baseman, batting fifth. Ryan Zimmerman is going to be in the sixth slot. Uh, he's your first baseman. Victor Robles, like we talked about. Center field, uh, batting seven. And then Jan Gomes is going to be your center. So off the bench, tell me if you like their, their bench players. You got Michael Taylor, Kurt Suzuki, Matt Adams, and Howie Kendrick. So uh, that lineup right there. I didn't even get into the pitching. We'll get into the pitching here in a second. But do you like that lineup? Do you think that lineup can win the NL East? Yes, absolutely. And I, I honestly think that sometimes when a star player like that, there was rumors coming out of Washington about uh, players being frustrated with 
Bryce Harper getting preferential treatment. Bryce Harper had a reputation of running some coaches out of town. He got in that fight in the dugout with uh, Jonathan Papelbon a couple years ago. He's kind of a hothead. Yeah, and sometimes I think by losing a player like that can maybe bring a team together and they don't feel like they're so dependent on Bryce Harper or if he's getting treated better than they are. I'll be I'll be watching the Nationals close this year and see how they do after trade. I wouldn't be surprised to see them win the NL East and win their first pennant this year. Yeah, last year they went 82 and 80, so a kind of a, a season that had high expectations that come crashing down with that 82 and 80 record. I love what they have uh, pitching wise with their rotation. So you're going to start with the stud Max Scherzer. Two is going to be Steven Strasburg. Three is going to be Patrick Corbin. Four, Annabelle Sanchez. And five, Jeremy Hellickson. And the closing role is going to be Sean Doolittle. Setup man, Trevor Rosenthal. And then your middle of the you know pitching-wise is going to be Matt Grace. He's a left-handed pitcher. Justin uh, Miller is going to be the righty. Coda Glover and, and Tony Sipp. So I love that rotation. I mean, that rotation is nasty. And that Patrick Corbin deal kind of got lost in the shuffle of all the other big free agents. I know the Yankees really wanted Patrick Corbin. And a lot of people were kind of surprised when he decided to sign with the Nationals. So if your pitching can stay healthy and you have that kind of rotation in bullpen, you can win a lot of games in in the, in the National League for sure. I still think they're the favorites in the National League. Even though Bryce Harper went to the Philadelphia Phillies, I still look at the NL East as being, you know, Washington's up for grabs. So you would consider them the favorite? I will take Washington to win the division if we're sitting here today. I think that division is one of the best in baseball outside of the Marlins who stink. But Phillies, Braves, Nationals, it's pretty good. I'm not not ready to call them the toughest. So you're going to call them the toughest? Division in baseball or in the National League? I think it's the best division in baseball. Yeah, I disagree with that. What division would you take? The AL East. Baltimore and Tampa Bay stink. Tampa's Tampa's not that bad. Tampa won a lot of games last year. And they're probably going to be better this year. Uh, I'm telling you, the NL East is better. I think the NL East is better. No, I disagree. They got a lot of good players. I don't know. I, I disagree. I so disagree. let's move over. We can come back to this in a, in a little bit. Let's look at Philadelphia. Philadelphia last year, 66-96. and 96. Uh, Their run differential was minus 92. Probable lineup for the Philadelphia Fo- uh, Phillies. So leading off second baseman is going to be Cesar Hernandez. Carlos Santana is going to be in the two-hole. He's your first baseman. Herrera, the center, field, center fielder, uh, number three. Uh, Rice Hopkins, your left fielder at number four. Nick Williams. You know, Franco, Alfredo. So where does, you know, Bryce Harper fit? A three, four? Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine they'd probably put him in the three spot. In a couple preseason games I've seen, I think they've had him in the three spot. Their rotation is what's going to be their downfall. Uh, and why yes. the Phillies probably can't get over the hump. If you look, Jake Arrieta, uh, Aaron uh, Nola, Vince uh, Velasquez, Nick Pivetta, and Ben uh, Lively. Yeah, if your top two guys there uh, with Arietta and uh, who was the second guy? Uh, that's going to be Aaron Nola. Yeah, Aaron Nola. Yeah. If they can stay healthy and each win, I don't know, 16, 17 games, I think they'll be all right. But I think it's their bullpen that's going to kill them. They did pick up David Robertson from the Yankees, and I think that was a good sign for them. But they're going to need a lot more than that to win, to win the – win the NL East this year. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take Washington to win the division. If we're sitting here 15 days out, that's my pick. Uh, I'm picking the Washington Nationals to win the NL East. I think they're the best team in the NL East. So let's, I got the over-unders pulled up, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, but just to compare what Vegas has those two game teams winning, they got the Nationals at 88 and a half. I would say that the Nats are probably right at 88. I wouldn't go over. I would say it's a push at 88 and a half. And they have the Phillies at 89 and a half. So Vegas is favoring the Philadelphia Phillies by a game. I'm saying Philadelphia is under that number because of their pitching rotation and when it gets later in the year that their bullpen is probably going to let a few of those games slip away. So I would take Washington at 88 and a half. So that's going to be under 88 and a half. And I'll take Philadelphia under 89. And the... They have the Atlanta Braves at eighty six and a half. That's a good. I would probably take the under on the Braves as well. I think maybe Atlanta can get to eighty one to eighty four wins. I think Atlanta over overachieved they a did. little bit last year. Uh, I would and be, they got uh, a lot of people excited for this year. I would agree one hundred percent with that. That they uh, caught people by surprise, and you're not going to do that this year. The Braves won't. So I think Washington is the best team in that division. You're going Philadelphia. Vegas has Philly. I would tend to agree with you on Washington just because of their pitching. The bullpen's better, rotation's better, and I just like the mix of players they have in that lineup. Yeah. Uh, I guess I would agree. I think the Nationals, in my opinion, would probably be the favorite this year to win. It only took one show for you to agree, so I'm happy about that. (laughs) That I... Swayed the only you to, thing we will agree on this whole year. Let's hop over to the San Diego Padres, who also made a splash uh, this offseason by getting Manny Machado. Manny Machado comes over, 37 home runs last season, 107 uh, RBIs. Uh, batted 273 with the Dodgers when he was with Baltimore for half the season, was a 315 hitter. His war uh, last season was 5.7. Do you, do you know his career war? Wins above replacement? What did you say it was 33.8, higher yeah. than Bryce Harper. Yeah. That's so, a good war. Yeah, Machado's 26 years old, 10 years, 100 or $300 million opt out in the year 2023. So let's look at the uh, San Diego Padres. 66 and 96 last season, a run differential of minus 150. Uh, yeah, Manny Machado's going to help. <laughs> so here's their lineup, probable lineup as we sit here today. Uh, Ian Kensler uh, is your second baseman. He's going to bat leadoff. Manny Machado is your third baseman. In the two-hole, Eric Hosmer at first base. In the three-hole, Will Myers. I love Will Myers. Left field, uh, he's going to be in the cleanup. Hunter Renfor is your right fielder. Uh, Franchi Cordero is your center fielder. Luis Arias is your shortstop. And then catcher is going to go back and forth with Austin Hedges and Francisco Mejia, um, your bench players, you know, like we talked about, Mejia and Hedges. Greg Garcia is an infielder. Uh, Framil Reyes is going to be an outfielder. And Manuel Margot in the outfield position. Pitching rotation, um, it's not great. Joey Lucchesi, uh, your left-handed pitcher, is probably going to be your ace. Uh, Robbie uh, Erlin is probably going to be your second uh, pitcher in that lineup. Eric Lahr is your third. Chris Paddock is four. And then Matt Strayham is fifth in that lineup. So for the Padres, expectations this year, Carter? Uh, not good. I think I think uh, it'll give the city a boost and add some excitement. I know they have some good young players in their development system. I know in the James Shield trade to the uh, White Sox, the Padres picked up some good young prospects. So I think you 
it's nothing but maybe some hope for the future. I, I can't see them coming close to competing for the division in the next three or four years, maybe. Machado has never really been a team uh, where he's been a leader and never really been a leader on a deep uh, playoff or ran team. We've seen that last year with the Dodgers. Wasn't really the leader. This isn't to say that he can't or shouldn't be that guy or handle the job. But no, I, don't think, I, think, I don't think he has to now because that's Eric Hosmer's job. I almost job. think Hosmer... And Hosmer had a really down year last year. But they're going to complement each other greatly. Yeah, I think if Hosmer can get back to uh, the levels that he's used to performing at, the Vegas last year the uh, Padres won sixty six games, and this year has Vegas has them at seventy eight and a half. So that's a twelve and a half game upswing for this year that Vegas is projecting. So if Hosmer can get back, if Will Myers can have a good year, you got Ian Kensler, who's a proven winner. Uh, been around a long time, plus Machado, but they're in the same boat as the Phillies. Their pitching is young and inexperienced and is going to hurt them in close games. They're going to lose a lot of games because of their bullpen. The thing that's going for the Padres, they have the best farm system in baseball. Their farm system is really good. So, I mean, this... It's going to take some time. Yeah, you got to be patient with this. They're not going to contend this season, no, but there's plenty of fun things to watch in the future at Petco Park. With the San Diego Padres moving forward, let's just, you got to be patient with it though. You didn't bring Machado in this season to, you know, go all four and have the expectations as playoff team, playoff push. You got to be patient, and that's what it's going to take. It's going to take some time. Let those young, because their pitching rotations, they don't have a lot of starts under their belt. And yeah. that thing, it, it, you're going to be frustrated at times with it, Padre fans, but you just, you know, stay the course, be patient. I like the signing, I was surprised by it. But I love it. If I were a Padres fan, I'd I'd be really excited. The Padres, the last two years, last year with the Eric Hosmer deal was the biggest contract signed last year. And until before the Bryce Harper deal, they had the biggest contract signed this year. So they're gonna they're, they're gonna spend the money. They have the uh, the farm system. Um, so yeah. Give it, give it some time. We'll see what happens. Yeah, when they signed Eric Hosmer, he came off a season where he slashed 318, 385, and 498 with a 133 OPS and a 4.1 wins above replacement. I mean, he was on fire. Yeah. And when you, you he was just done. San Diego's like, all right, we got him. And then last season, it was just it was him and, and a bunch of other guys around him, and it, it didn't work out. Yeah. And you hope that you don't think that'll that'll stick with Hosmer. I think he's the kind of player that'll bounce back. He might not get back to that level that he was with Kansas City, but if he can get somewhere close to that, Machado's been consistent. The thing about Machado is he doesn't get hurt. He's going to play 150 games a year. He's he's uh, durable. He's reliable. He's going to be out there every day. So you like that about Machado, which with Harper, he's got uh, a history of, of being injured and missing a lot of games. So I like that about Machado. So he- we can transfer. So we, we talked about the Phillies. We talked about the impact that it's going to have on Washington, Philadelphia, San Diego. We we broke that down a little bit. ESPN came out with the list. We'll, we'll transla- transfer uh, translate over to this. ESPN came out with the list recently, Carter, about a couple days ago. The ESPN top, what, is it 50 players right now in, in the game of baseball? Yep. So how far down this list do we want to start with? Well, uh, because I'm going to homer it up yeah, right now. I don't think we want to go through all 50 players right now. If, so if you don't know, uh, Carter is a huge New York Yankee fan. Last season, he 
went to every ballpark there uh, in Major League Baseball. I mean, he traveled the country and just went to baseball games uh, all over. And he left me at home, which which is fine. But number twenty six on this list is my guy. I'm a Cincinnati Reds guy, so as this these shows continue to get put out, you're gonna get some red stuff and some Yankee stuff out of Carter. But Joey Votto comes in at number twenty six on this list. Last season they ranked him at number nine. He had a down year last season, but I love Joey Votto. I think Joey Votto is one of the top five or six greatest Cincinnati Reds of all time. I think one of the greatest stats I've ever heard is that Joey Votto has never fouled out to a catcher or a first baseman. Is that right? That's right. He has n- that never. That is insane to me. I don't think he's ever pulled a, a ball down the right side of the field either. I, I Some crazy stat like that, but he's never popped up to the catcher or the pitcher. And or, yeah, or I thought it was first baseman. Or first base. I think it's a first baseman, too. But this stat, it says right here, Votto hit only 30 pop-outs the past five seasons combined. He doesn't pop that out a lot. crazy. I mean, he is, he, he's fun to watch. So why do you think he went from number nine last year to 26, to 26 this year? It was a down year for him. Uh, really wasn't a Joey Votto-type season. The amount of you know RBIs, home runs. I mean, his walks, his walks might have been down just a little bit as well. He just didn't have a very good season from the expectation to Joey Votto. If you look at his numbers and look, well, that's a good season for anybody. It just wasn't a Joey Votto type season. So Votto is how many years? He signed a ten-year contract. What three or four years ago? It was two thousand. I think it was coming off his MVP year, so maybe five or six years ago he and it signed was a that two hundred and. A, a two hundred and twenty million, oh, two sixty, two twenty, anywhere from two twenty to two sixty. I mean, he signed a, and people were ticked off. So Reds th- fans were ticked. So, do you think if the Reds could go back, would they re- would they still do that contract, knowing what they know now? Yes, uh, you got to keep that that guy there at once, and a generation type player, one of the greatest Cincinnati Red players of all time, and just a special talent. And it's a shame that those years that they made the playoffs. That they couldn't do more with it, they gave up that two. Probably they signed him after their window. Yeah. They 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 made their run, and then after the run, all those other players that they signed kind of just fell off, and then you're stuck with Votto, you know, the last remaining else. talent, and nothing else. Yeah, blowing that two nothing lead to the San Francisco Giants that year was crusher because if they get past the Giants, there's no doubt in my mind that they beat Washington and get to the World Series, and they probably win it that year. I remember that day like it was yesterday. Yeah. I, I remember that so clearly. Yeah, 2-0. The Homer-Bailey game in Game 3 where they lost one nothing, where Scott Rowland botched the uh, dribbler down the third baseline. And, and then, what can you say, Buster Posley in Game Grand 5, slam. Grand Slam. Reds get down big, make a valiant effort to come back, and Jay Bruce with runners on flies out the end of the game. Season over. Giants, you know, propel that into a, a real championship at that season. So, so let me ask you this. How did you feel? Another big-time trade in the offseason that caught a lot of people by surprise was Yasiel Puig going to the Reds. What are your I, thoughts I, on that? I love the move. Uh, he probably is only there one season unless they can work something out. But Cincinnati goes out, they get some pitching. They get Alex Wood. They bring in Sonny Gray. They get Puig and Camp. Uh, I like the lineup. I think Cincinnati is going to compete um, are they going to be up towards the top of the division? Probably not, but I think a wild card expectations are not out of the realm. I think Cincinnati can win 85 to 88 games this year. I, I really do. Really? I, I think Cincinnati is right there. I, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Let's see what Vegas says. Let me pull up these over. I bet there. Vegas has them. I haven't even looked at these yet. 72. 
So last year the Reds won 67 games. They will surpass that with ease this season. Okay, so this year it's higher than what you said. They have them at 79 wins this year. Yeah, I think think they're past 79. I think they're in the 80-win category, 82 and 80, 83 and 79. And that's a good bet either way. If you go under, you're minus 110, and over is minus 120. So you got uh, good money coming your way. Either way, that might be a fun play this year if you wanted to bet on the Reds over under. So we'll we'll come back to that in a second. Let's finish our. T- we'll go to top ten on this ESPN okay. top fifty list. So coming in at number ten is Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros, the second baseman. Last season he was ranked number three, so a little bit of a drop off, dropping to ten in these rankings. He's he's an MVP. He's a he's a champion. He hit three thirty two in the first half last season, but that you know that knee injury, he hit two seventy six. After that, finishing at 316. So, Jose Altuve comes in at number 10. Yeah, I'm a big-time Jose Altuve fan. I think he'll bounce back this year. I think that's a little too low for the kind of player that he is. I think he's definitely top five. Chris Sell comes in at number eight. Last season, he was number eight on the list. Chris Sell, um, 158 innings in 2018 were his fewest as a starter, but his 181 batting average against uh, and 38.4% uh, strikeout rate were career highs. Chris, he was absolutely unhittable in the playoffs. And that's why, you know, Boston went on to win the uh, championship was because of players like Chris Sell and Mookie Betts and the rest of that Boston. Uh, I have seen that video or replay of Chris Sell striking out Manny Machado probably a thousand times. Just frozen. To end the World Series last year. Uh, incredible. Francisco Lindor uh, of the Cleveland Indians, he comes in at number eight. A big big jump. He was 14 last season, so he comes in at number eight on this list uh, this season. So Francisco Lindor, he's a special talent. He's one of the funnest players to watch. He loves the game. He's always smiling, always making crazy plays. I, I love watching Francisco Lindor. I think that's I think that's a fair ranking at number eight. 38 home runs last season. That was one more than Trevor Story and Manny Machado. He uh, leads all short stops with a career um, or a projected war of 6.9. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. He, he deserves to be in there. Uh, number seven, Christian Yelich. This last season, I kept, I, I kept saying to the Cincinnati Reds, please go out and get Christian Yelich. Please go get Christian Yelich. They didn't. He goes to Milwaukee, and then the Brewers have a special season. From 41 to 7. See, and that's frustrating because to see what the Yankees paid to get Giancarlo Stanton and the production that the Brewers got from Christian Yelich doesn't even compare. Uh, and they were both on, on the Mar- the Marlins the year before. So Yelich led the NL in batting average, slugging percentage, OPS on route to the MVP award one season ago. He became the first Brewers uh, uh, player to win a batting crown as well. So Yelich is just one of four players in fan grass that projects to both score and drive in 100 runs. He scored 118 and drove in 110 in 2018. I think it's a fluke. I think he's going to have a down year this year. I think he's going to come back to earth and level off a little bit. So here's another guy that made a huge jump. From number 57 in 2018 to number 6 on the ESPN Top 50 list is Alex Bregman of the Houston Astros third baseman. What's your take on Alex Bregman? I love him as a player. I think he's a little arrogant. He's made some comments. He he always... You should like him if he's arrogant. Yeah, he, he plays with a chip on his shoulder, which I like, but he made comments about nobody ever talks about the Astros and how they're never on national TV and yeah. just crying about stuff like that all the time. Kind of kind of gets old, just, just play. I mean, 
He's he's a good player. He's fun to watch. Fangraphs projects a 5.5 war. It's the highest on the loaded Astros team. Breakout season one season ago. He finished uh, fifth in MVP uh, voting. 83 extra uh, base hits. Ranked third in Major League Baseball one season ago. Coming in at number five, a guy that uh, I love. Uh, I love this guy to death. Nolan Arenado of the Colorado Rockies from seven last season to in the top five this season. Sign had a nice contract exchange. What did he extend? Another four or five years. It's good for the Rockies. Got to keep that talent home. They got him. They locked up him. And, uh, oh, their center fielder. What is his name? The, where they had cargo there for a while. Trevor Story. Um, the, Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman. Yeah, the guy with they the, locked him up to a nice contract last year. So the Rockies are set. They need pitching as well. They're going to score runs at Coors Field. I love Nolan Arenado. I think he's by far the best third baseman in baseball. If Nolan does lead the league again for the fourth time, he would be the first National League player to do so since Mike Schmidt did it eight times, uh, the last coming in 1986. So yeah, he's just done. I'd love to see the Rockies do well. Fangrass projects 36 home runs to top all National Leaguers. He's led the league in the three of the past four seasons, uh, including 38 dingers in 2018. Number four, Jacob DeGrom of the New York Mets from 32 to four. DeGrom is a special talent and surprised that, you know, that he's still a Met because I know a lot of teams were interested. Yeah, I know the Yankees um, were tried to sign him last year during free agency, uh, but they were just asking for way too much in return. They wanted wanted the farm, no pun intended, for uh, Jacob DeGrom. Yankees weren't willing to part. Sounds like other teams interested. The Mets were just asking way too much, which they should because he's a stud. And he's going to win you a lot of games. He's consistent. He hasn't been hurt a lot. I love Jacob DeGrom. So I think, yeah, number four is a fair ranking for him. Max Scherzer comes in at number three. Max Scherzer, um, only six uh, only six pitchers have topped 200 innings in the past two seasons. But uh, horse, Max man. has done it in six seasons in a row. The only player to do that. He's dominant. He's durable. And that's the reason why I'm picking. He's the a gamer. Wa- yeah, that's why I'm picking Washington to win that division. Yeah. Mookie Betts comes in at number two uh, from 17 one season ago to number two, uh, Boston Red Sox. World Series champs, uh, Mookie Betts uh, with Chris Sell. So they got two players in the top ten. As much as I don't like the Boston Red Sox, I don't, Mookie Betts, I don't understand that. But He's a hard player to dislike. He's like Aaron Judge. He's just likable. He loves the game. He's, he's good at everything. You see videos all over the internet of him playing basketball, bowling champion, uh, obviously he's good at baseball, soccer. I mean, the guy can do it all, and he does it with a smile on his face. Uh, he's great with the fans. I I really have a lot of respect for Mookie Betts. And number one on the list, Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout, the best player in baseball, stuck there with the uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and maybe not for Two long. Years. Yeah, we Never. were talking about this earlier. I I feel like the the Angels have wasted the career of Mike Trout, one of the best players to ever play the game. He's been in one playoff appearance. They got swept by the Royals. Yeah, you and I went out for one of those games, and, I mean, it was it was a dud to be in a playoff game, an important game, and, you know, the crowd and everything, it was just dud. Yeah, I, I think Trout is going to test free agency. I think he's going to get some huge offers. He signed an extension a couple years ago, so he's going to be a little bit older than Machado and Harper are right now when he hits free agency. So you probably won't see a 13-year 
deal like he did with Harper, but I could see someone going eight to maybe ten years with Trout and paying big money because he is, with no doubt, the best player in baseball and could go down as one of the best to ever play the game. But he needs to win some championships. He's got to have a presence in the playoffs to go down as one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, and Major League Baseball needs somebody to be the face of Major League Baseball. And you can't do that when you're not in the playoffs. Yeah, and when you're stuck in it with the Angels and, and that dumpster of a fire of a team, I mean, it, it's not going to work. And maybe Bryce Harper's got to be that guy now that he's in Philadelphia that Major League Baseball makes him the face of Aaron Major Judge. League Baseball. Aaron Judge. I mean, Aaron Judge gets it. I mean, he, he's great with the fans. I mean, he's in New York. I mean, this Major League Baseball, that's the problem that Major League Baseball has. They don't really have a guy that's the face. If you look at, like, basketball, it's like LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. Those are the faces. The NFL has Tom Brady and Drew Brees and players like that. Baseball doesn't have that. I think you have They have them. They just got to market them better. They got to get them out there. And that's Rob. Man- that's on Rob Manford. Yeah. And Harper, that's why Harper, when he signed with the Phillies, he sold more jerseys in the first 24 hours than, than any professional athlete in history, more than LeBron James did with the Lakers. So obviously he's popular. Uh, he resonated well with the fans in Philadelphia. Their season ticket sales have gone way up. Their jersey sales, obviously. So Harper And Harper has done a good job, I think, with Under Armour and some of his sponsors of getting his face out there. He's on social media. So I think he's more recognizable and relatable with baseball fans. But, yeah, I think baseball as a whole needs to do a better job of, of getting their star players out there. So we'll wrap things up here. Uh, we got a, a few minutes left in the show, Carter. We'll go over-unders, uh, 2019 Major League totals. I don't want to get into our division picks and things like that till next week. So we'll do that next week. That will give us, what, eight days till the season starts. So we'll make our picks next week. And I, I can already know what route you're going to go. You're, you're going to pick the Yankees probably to be in the World Series. But yeah, we'll, we'll, save, see. we'll save it till next week. So let's go 2019 win totals. We'll run down every team so we don't leave any teams out. We'll give you their wins from last season and the projection this year. You ready? And you can tell me. We'll let you go over under. And we'll see what you think. I'm going to write these down too. So we'll see how you do throughout the year. Okay. You want me to read them off then or are you going to? Um, we can go back and forth. Okay. So... Arizona Diamondbacks, last year they won 82 games. And this year, Vegas has them at 75 and a half. Uh, I will go under for Arizona. Yeah, you lost Goldsmith. You're probably going to trade. Um, you going under? I'll go under. So yeah. we're both in agreement under. Uh, 75, I think they probably get to 73. But I'm going under. Okay. Atlanta, uh, uh, per, they won 90 last year. Projection this year at 86 and a half. That's a tough one to call because I almost feel like Atlanta overachieved last year. Uh, and obviously Vegas did too because they have them uh, at 86 and a half where they won 90 last year. That's a tough one to call, but I'll go I'll I'm, go under. I'm going under as well. So, so far, you and I in agreement on Arizona and Atlanta both being under the win totals uh, projection. Okay, Baltimore Orioles. Don't even need to read me the total. <laughs> I am going under whatever the number is because they are the worst team in baseball. They won 47 games last year, and Vegas has them at 59 and a half. They're not touching 59. There is no way that team's touching 59. I'm going under. Yeah. I don't know how Vegas has them 
at 12 and a half games over what they did last year. Boston won 108 games last season on route to the World Championship projection this year, 94 and a half. Um, I'll say they get to 95, so I will go over. I will go over. I can't see them dropping off that far. I don't know if they'll win over 100 games again, but I I can't see them dropping off that far, so I think I'll I'd go over on that too. So we're in agreement so far. Um, the Chicago Cubs, uh, 95 uh, wins last season. Projection this year, 88 and a half. I, I do believe that the Reds will finish with a better record than the Cubs this year. Really? I do. I'm writing that down. Write it down. I'm going under for the Cubs Travis, at 88. you heard it, everybody. The Reds will have a better record than the Cubs in 2019 season. You going under or over? Chicago Cubs, 95. I'll probably go under. Ah, so you're in agreement there. Okay. White Sox, uh, 62 wins last season, 74 and a half this uh, season. Ugh, 74 and a half. Uh, I'm going under. I think I'm going to go over on the White Sox. Okay, got you down. Over. Why? Yeah, They got some good young players, and last year they had some experience in their belt. They still have some. They got Abreu and some good star players. I know they were heavy in free agency this year, hoping to sign either Machado or Harper and didn't land either one, so that's got to be disappointing. But I think they'll go over. All right, we've got to go through this quickly. Cincinnati is at 79. Uh, I'm going over. Uh, I'll take the under on that. Okay. Cleveland's at 90 and a half. Last year they won 91. I'm so going that. under. Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to start dropping off. Yeah, I think their window is uh, extremely close to shutting. and Bowers getting older. Still good pitchers, still good firepower, but I'll go under. Colorado's at 84 and a half. Last year, they also won 91 games. I think Colorado made some good moves this year. I think I'd go over on Colorado. I'm going to say under. You're going to say over? Yep. Okay. Detroit at 68 and a half, 64 wins last season for me. Detroit, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say a push. Can yeah, I say it just push? It seems like Detroit doesn't have much direction. It seems like they're not ever in free agency talks. I'll, I'll say under. I don't think they get to 69 yeah. wins. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, sure. Houston, uh, 103 wins last season, 96 and a half uh, projection this season. I will say for Houston that they get over. Uh, I'm going to go under on that as well. I, or not as well, but I think I, I'd go under. I think they're going to drop off this year. Kansas City won 58 last season. They're at 69 and a half for me. I'm going under for the Royals. Yeah, I'll go under on that too. Uh, the Angels won 80 games last season. Projection this year, 82. Uh, I'd go over. I'm going to go over too. I think if Otani can stay healthy, you got Trout. Uh, they picked up some pitchers. I think they'll go over. The Los Angeles Dodgers are projection at 93 and a half, 92 uh, last season. I'm going to say over for the Dodgers. I'll say over too. I think Dodgers are going to have a good year. Marlins at 63 and a half. They won 63 last year. Under. Under for me as well. I, I, the bear, the cupboard is bare there. I don't know with one the player on the do- D. Gordon. No, he, no, they traded him too. Milwaukee, uh, 196 last year. Projection this year, 86 and a half. I think I'll go over. I think I'm going to go under. I, I think the Brewers take a step back. I think last season was a fluke. I think they're going to sign a pitcher, a starting pitcher, and before free agency, I think they go over that. Uh, the Minnesota Twins at 78 wins last season, 84 and a half this year. I'm going under for the Twins. I think the Twins bounce back. They had a good year two years ago. So you're going over, huh? Wild card, so I'll go over. Okay, the Mets last season won 77 projection this year, 85 and a half. I will say under. I don't trust the Mets. No. No, I don't either. Robinson Cano. 
Carter's uh, New York Yankees 100 wins one year ago, 96 and a half this season. I think the Yankees will win 100 games in their sleep this year, so I'm definitely going over. I will go over as well. I think the Yankees have too much talent. Uh, I think they get to 98 wins. Oakland A's 97 wins a season ago, 83 and a half is the over-under this year. That's a big-time drop. Uh, I'm going to mm. say they take a step back. I'm going under that total. I'll go over. I think they can get to 85. Uh, Philadelphia goes from 80 wins a season ago. Projection this year, 89 and a half. Uh, under. Under for me as well. I think Washington's better. I, I almost think the Braves are better. Yeah, Call I think crazy. it's going to take some time. I mean, they, they signed some good players. Real, real Muto, Muto. I can't ever say that guy's name. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you say it better than I can. Philadelphia, we talked about them. Pittsburgh, uh, 82 wins last season, 77 and a half this year. I'm going under. Yeah, I'd, I'd say a push on that. I think they'll be right there at 77, 78 wins. Padres, uh, 66 wins a season ago. Projection this year, 78 and a half. I will go under on San Diego. That's a tough call. You, if if uh, those players, like we said, have a bounce back year, they could go over that, but I'll say under too. San Francisco, a Giants, 73 wins a season ago. Projection, 73 and a half. I'm going to say under. Yeah, I think it's going to be another bad year for the Giants. I do too. Uh, they missed out on Harper. They really needed to get Bryce Harper. They needed some kind of, you know, player to pump some life into that franchise. Their president, their team president got arrested for pushing his wife over. It's uh, um, their coaches last year. Um, Bruce Bochy. Bruce Bochy's last year. Yeah, I don't think things are going to go well in San Francisco this year. St. Louis, a team that I uh, despise, do not like. Uh, them and the Chicago Cubs. Um, St. Louis... 88 wins a season ago, a projection at 88 and a half. I skipped the Mariners. I think we're both under on the Mariners. Yeah, under the Mariners. I'm going to go under on the Cardinals as I'm well. I'm going under too. I think St. Louis, you know, mucks their way through the division. I, I think the, the Cubs are probably better. St. Louis, Milwaukee, Cincinnati. It's a, it's a good division. I think they're under. Tampa Bay, 90 wins a season ago. Don't ask me how. They're at 84 and a half. I'm going under. They're yeah, not going to keep I, that I think pace they're up. They'll be right there again. I think they'll be right, right around eighty-five. I'll, I'll go over. Carter goes over on Tampa Bay, Texas at sixty-seven a season ago. Projection seventy-one under for me. Uh, under. Don't think the Rangers get to seventy wins. Are they in their new ballpark this year? Or is that next year? I think. I, next I, year. I think I one think, season. This is their, their farewell season. Yeah, yeah, farewell season. Uh, I'll take the over. Okay. Toronto. Uh, Toronto won 73 a season ago. Their projection is at 74 and a half. Ugh. Uh, I'll, I'll say over. They got young uh, Dante Bouchette and... I'm going to go over. I think they get to 75 to 77 wins. I think they'll be better this year than they were. So we're yeah. both in agreement I, on I, the I over. over in the and to round things out, the Washington Nationals 82 wins a season ago. Projection this year, 88 and a half. Uh, over. I'll I, go over too. I, I say they get to 89, 90 wins right in there. All right, Carter, that does it for the first ever episode of Off the Foul Pole with Carter uh, Simpkins and Travis Anderson. We'll be back each week bringing you all things Major League Baseball. Great first episode. Can't wait to get to episode two. And, you know, we'll make some uh, predictions uh, projections on our division winners, playoff matchups, and, and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, talk uh, some New York Yankee baseball next week for you. Sounds good to me, buddy. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to Off the Foul Poll on the Dry Time Sports Network. See you next week.